you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Hit laugh. All right, I'm on. <laughs> All right, we good. Welcome, 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 welcome to the sidelines. It's your boy Alan C. And the place to be was good. season is here. Matter of fact, football never ends. But the NBA season, what should I say, the second part of the NBA season is upon us. We, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me quote that. Let me hit that. There we go. There we go. Cool. All right, man. NBA play-in. We ain't gonna waste no time. Let's get to it. Mm. We got the play-ins to talk about. We might even discuss little NBA draft. I mean, not draft. Jesus. Woo! The five, the playoffs after the play-in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we got some rookie, uh, Ravens rookie minicamp to talk about as well. Shout out and WNBA. WNBA to kick around as well. It's opening week. It's opening week game, but that Friday night, Thursday night game? Friday night game? Whatever them games was. Which one? Sabrina? Was she the, uh, the Sabrina first? and um, Diana. Diana Taurasi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go. <laughs> Yo, let's let's stay there for a minute. It's like, all right, we're, we're privileged. And I don't know if you realize this, but we have watched the WNBA from its inception. Mm-hmm. So it's fair. And it's like credible to, to to be like you know what I think such and such is the best WNBA player ever. Right. It's fair. Like we can actually do that right now. And it's like and that's what, that's kind of cool. That's yeah. the only you know major sport that we can do that with. Everything else is is way. Well, yeah, what we've seen. Yeah. And what we've heard and. Right, but we got to see. Like even though when when the league started, a lot of the ladies were you know past their prime per se. Yeah. But we still got to get a, a glimpse of their greatness. Like Cynthia Cooper was past her prime. But she was still great. She, got, she was getting <laughs> rings and MVPs like it was nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just she was on the same USC team. Quote me if I'm wrong, but with um Shara Miller. Right. <laughs> it was the, the, the USC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. USC team. I think that's what I said. I thought that's what I said. I think you said USA. <laughs> USC. Yeah, USC. Right. But no, so, like, I mean, Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Swoops was Cheryl one of my favorite female uh, basketball players to watch before the league started. Don Staley was. Don Staley. Point God. Point God. 
still point goddess, I should say. <laughs> like, let's 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 see. We got Don, you got Sue Bird, and she's still doing it. Sue Bird been around for forever, forever. Right. <laughs> hey, goddamn, they went every time. Right. It's funny, like one of the one of the girls that was just drafted, her mom is the same age as Sue Bird. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's dope. Mm. But I'm like, like uh, Teresa Weatherspoon was one of my favorites. Teaspoon was definitely one of my favorites. Lisa, Lisa of Leslie, Rebecca, uh, Simone Augustus, Kathy Pondexter. Um, right? A lot of people like Lobo. I thought Lobo was chills. Um, and this- so that was a basketball camp that I went to. I want to say I was in seventh grade. It was in West Marchburg, West Virginia, and it was given by. Um, Mystic player Vicky Bullet. She's okay. from there. And okay. her brother kind of ran the camp, but she came through. And I thought that was kind of cool with the league, you know, starting off and her showing different layup drills that she do. And right. Like, to me, basketball is basketball. I know a lot of people try to downplay the WNBA like these women don't be hooping. Nah, because. Basketball right. is basketball, especially with the fundamentals. <laughs> right Like I would give the Young ladies That's like my age Like Like Simone Augustus I think she's around Like the same age as us mm-hmm. When I looked at Simone Augustus At LSU I'm like Her handles Right So her handles Was off Is the up hook. there <laughs> Like She was up there With like Steve Francis With the handles Like yeah. She was bopping people Left right. and right I'm like I love her Right <laughs> <laughs> Like, and I ain't oh, see females getting crossed and getting dropped yeah, like how I saw it with Simone, yo. Oh my gosh. But, and then it was funny because like, you see Simone, and then when Cappy came around, I'm like, oh no. Cappy mm. Jamal Crawford with it. Like, Cappy mm. is insane. <laughs> and then, you know, we got Shamika Holesclaw was a problem. Yeah, it was a problem. Swain Cash was a problem. I like, I love Swain. That's my girl. That's my girl that played full with for the, the, she played for the Sparks and the Lynx. Sylvia. Sylvia, Sylvia Files. Yes. Yeah. She was a problem. Tina Thompson. Yo. Sylvia Files still a problem. Yeah. But my favorite, my all-time favorite, I'm going to have to go with Maya Moore, though. Maya Moore is an animal, and she overseas doing wonderful things. I'm like, mad that she kind of retired, but, like, Maya Moore had a streak. From UConn up until like when she really like stopped playing for real. Where she only lost like one year of basketball. Where she was say she didn't win a championship. I think it was from like high school until like when she really stopped playing. Cause she was still winning overseas. <laughs> she was winning in the WNBA and then go overseas and win over there too. And then come back. <laughs> Super dope. Super dope player. But for me, the GOAT of the league, even with all of those greats, like even like Lauren Jackson, shout out to her, she bought it in, into the uh, Hall of Fame. Right. And, uh, she was in the 21 class. Um, even with Maya and Candace and everybody else we mentioned, or we forgot to mention, to me, Diana Taurasi is the best. I like Taurasi. I like Taurasi. <laughs> Yo, that, that kid, oh my gosh. Diana's still a problem. Oh, and I'm a big, like, I was so happy watching the, um, 
the Hall of Fame speeches. Mm. I'm a big Tamika Catchings fan. I like Catchings. Like, and it was crazy that I didn't even realize until like later, like towards the end of their career, that her and Kobe were tight. Yeah. I just gravitated to her game. Yeah. To her energy, her passion. And she, she was a straight animal. Like, yo, I love Tamika Catchings. I kind of graduated gravitated towards her, her story of what she had to like overcome with speeching and, and hearing um impairment I am I realized all of that late hmm. like I pretty much watched I watched her whole career and didn't realize like that she had you know she overcame like hearing like she's partially deaf right I never noticed it until like like wait a minute hold up like oh snap yeah, yeah, she crossed the death and like, that speech in like, the time, I heard her speak plenty of times. I just didn't realize it. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, I was grabbed into her story. And both of them number 24. Yeah. I thought that was dope. Yeah. I always love 24. So Griffey, Wilson. I gravitate to the yeah. number 24. <laughs> yeah, they were some, some animals. But yeah, that first week, opening week, uh, weekend... Was fun to watch. Um, there's been a lot of movement over the off season for them. Yeah, you know, Kansas going back home. Playing at home in Chicago. Um, um we'll see the young lady that was with the uh, Wizards, not the Wizards, with the Mystic last year. The guy that toured with. Um, I forgot what NBA player said. Old girl. No, yeah, number twenty something. Yeah, Ariel Powers. That's Powers. Yeah, there you go. But she, you know, she over in uh, Minnesota. Is it Minnesota? Lynx? Not Minnesota. Where's she at? Ariel Powers. I, I know what you're talking about. I, just, I haven't watched, like, all the, the movements. Yeah, but it was a lot going on. And I don't know if they debuted in a bubble or not. Because I kind of, when the NBA kicked off, the WNBA bubble wasn't as broadcast as the NBA bubble. And the Lakers was right, on the it run. Was, it was on. But I don't know like, if the... Well, um, I, I think it was broadcast now. Mm-hmm. But it was like... It, was, it wasn't... It um, was a lot. A couple times it was during the same time as some games. Right. Because they'd be like on ESPN too. Right. They was on that heavy. They, li- they live on ESPN too. But um, I don't know if this is the first time the Mercury is debuting that big three. Or was it that last year and I just... That they all opted in last year and play. Yeah, yeah, I was on the legs, Minnesota. The big three. Yeah, Mercury big three. You got Tarasi, you got um, Skyland, you got Brittany. And I thought they was going to win the championship last year. Yeah, I mean, that's... Alright. I... I don't even look at it as like a big three no more, though. Really? Because because of the fact that, you know, before you had, you know, Brittany and Tarasi and, um, shoot, who's the third? I can't think of the name right now. Well, anyway, when they won it years ago, they had a big three. So, I ain't really, you know, I guess Skylar's a big name. So, mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, I thought that was kind of going to win. Like I said, with Minnesota four, that big four, they got 
Dustin May, Hart, uh, Lindsey Hart, and retired. Mike Moore retired unofficially. I'm about to say, yeah, you about to break news? Like. Simone Augustus is retired now, and Sylvia Fowles still over there getting buckets. But that fool is mm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Not Lindsey Hart, I'm sorry. Lindsey Hart was a great point guard. I'm talking about Lindsey Whalen. Lindsey Whalen? Yeah. It's a problem. I knew, I knew what you meant when you said it. I'm horrible with names. Male or female. I don't think it's per- don't take it personally. Yeah. <laughs> Lindsay was a Lindsay was an animal for sure. Both of them were. Yeah. So, I meant Lindsay for Lindsay Whalen. Hell, I think Lindsay Harden did one with them though. If I'm thinking about it. Before Harden. I mean before Whalen. <laughs> uh before we get to the play in, did you watch well yeah, I seen you watch the Hall of Fame speeches. Yes, Lord. Mm. I was a little shocked. Was a little shocked? They shocked me. They shocked me out the gate with with uh, KG going first. Yeah, KG said he opted to go first. I thought yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but I was shocked that I, I didn't see no tears. You know, usually the Hall of Fame speech brings out the tears. You know, of people. Mm-hmm. This class, no tears, man. Great mm-hmm. stories. You know, great words. It was it was cool. It's cool. Vanessa mm-hmm. Bryant, wow. I wonder if it's because they've been waiting for so long. The kind of. I don't know. That might have had more yeah. to it. Yeah, that could be too. Because, you know, they knew for uh, for a whole year or so. Yeah. For more than, you know, they were getting inducted. So, yeah, that could be it. I just, I still just was in awe of Vanessa Bryant and how she delivered, you know, right. without without a hiccup, without getting emotional. Like, I mean, the strength of a woman. It was incredible, man. I, I, it's so hard for me to watch Kobe and Gianna. Mm. And like I was telling my father the other day, we were, we were watching it on the phone together, and I'm like. I can't feel like I was robbed because time is not promised to anybody. But I feel a little robbed that we didn't get to see Gianna live up her basketball, live out her basketball dreams. Most Because Most like follow, being a Kobe fan and following the story of Mamba Academy and liking it to when Phil Jackson introduced Kobe to Mike. As 18-year-old Kobe, he told Mike, the greatest player in the world, I'm going to bust your ass. <laughs> now, you fast forward that to Kobe introducing Diana Taurasi to her daughter, to his daughter, and Kobe telling Diana Taurasi, she coming for all your records. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like bittersweet, like, damn, bro, we kind of didn't get a chance to see her live out her dreams to see what she could be. Because most players that most players that grow up as millionaires don't have the same drive as they have, don't have that drive to be great. Because I'm going home to a mansion. Like it's not a life or death situation. I mean, I liken it to Sam Cassell and Sam Cassell Jr. Sam Cassell Jr. liked basketball, but he didn't have a passion like Sam did. You know what I'm saying? 
One thing though, we, we get to see some of his disciples play. Yeah. Sabrina is a problem. Sabrina's a problem. A problem. And she was, she was teaching Candace works in the Tatum, work in the paint. Tatum, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie. Kyrie. Trey. James, yeah. you know, just guys who work with him, and, you know. Giannis. Got that wisdom from him. They make things happen, man. Yeah, I mean, God knows best, but it's still tough for me to watch Kobe and G, be honest with you. Right, right. <laughs> so, tomorrow, we got the play-in games for the Eastern Conference. Got, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I know you was, you know, you ain't really care for what, calling the extra games, but it's not extra. To me, it's not extra games. They only played 70 games. Here's the thing. Extra games at all. The NBA got the best that they could hope for to have LeBron and stuff in the one game series. <laughs> uh, and then you got the Celtics and the East Coast on a one game series. Before we get to that, <laughs> Hornets and Pacers, Wizards and Celtics. So for those who don't understand how I go, the seven eight matchup. Whoever wins that game, they lock into the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. The loser of the game has to play. The loser of the uh, the seven eight game has to play the winner of the nine ten game to determine who gets the uh, eighth seed. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. So. So Celtics is seven. Matchup, as of huh? as it stands now, Celtics is seven. Wizards is eight. Correct. Yes. Yes. That's how it go. So I don't like these matchups, but <laughs> like, man, who who you liking this? Then the Hornets and uh Pacers. Crap shoot. Alright, put it alright, put it this way. This is how I look at it. Okay. To me. It really don't matter who wins because I believe the Wizards and Celtics are going to be the last. The, well, I'm more confident that the Lakers and and um, Warriors be the final two seeds. I feel like the Wizards would beat the Celtics. No, either way. Yeah, either way, the Wizards and Celtics will be the last two. That's my prediction. It just it, it'll just be flip flop. Like if the Celtics win, they say the seventh seed, the Wizards go stay the eighth seed when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. That's how I view it. And the Lakers the same way. I'm gonna call for the upset in the West now. I love Steph. Saying, you, you see Golden State beating the Lakers? No. I see Memphis beating Golden State. Yeah, Memphis beating Golden State. Is that... Well, I guess it would be an upset because of... Standing-wise, it's an upset. Yeah, and then the, the tear that... Um, well, it's not really because it's 8-9. They're the ninth seed. Huh. But the tear that Steph been on, he just put a show on him against him uh, last night. Yeah. So... 
I guess it would be a, it would be an upset. Yeah. I got Memphis getting it done, getting to play at that last spot. Yeah, I just don't. I don't, I don't see uh, the other two teams beating Golden State. I feel like, of course, the the media has a job to hype up two of the better players in the league, two mm-hmm. of the you know previous MVPs and future Hall of Famers. They gotta hype that up for the one game series, but I think Golden State is catching the Lakers at the wrong time. Like they're healthy. If you caught them when they were hobbled and like LeBron was out and. Dennis Schroeder was out and Horton Tucker was out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And AD was still finding his win. Mm-hmm. He not have been nervous. Mm-hmm. But you catching them healthy. Right. They gonna they gonna mop the floor with them real quick and go sit down. Yeah. And get and get ready for Phoenix. Phoenix is the two, Utah's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And to be honest. Like, that's not a good matchup for Phoenix. It's not. Like. <laughs> so I, I, I like the young matchup. boys and I like Chris Paul, but. Mm-mm. That's not a good matchup, man, at all. I love the young boys, though. Out, though. But, yeah, that's, that's how I, I'm, I'm viewing it. So. What's like fill me and Albus? You know, I've been I've been checking on in a group hashtag sideline talk Facebook group. I'm looking, I'm back working and all of that. What is this? What is this talk of teams hanking just to avoid the Lakers? What is this about? How can I say this as unbiased as possible? Actually, I can't say this unbiasedly. The Clippers was running scared from the sixth, from the third spot. They was running scared. Why you say that? They purposely lost to two of the worst teams in the league. They purposely lost to the Rockets, and they purposely lost to somebody else. And there was another team. And it was like, all right, all cool. Right. You're almost at right. the third spot. When you say purposely lost, I'm only assuming that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George didn't play. No, they did play. You don't, there's no way then. Yeah. There's, there's no way you purposely lose. Yeah, you did. That's why I no, said no. if they didn't play, then they just lost. But you put them out there and they still lose to the Rockets? All right. Y'all wanted to make sure the fix was y'all damn sure you want to make sure we catch that sexy and y'all catch us in the first round. I knew for damn sure. <laughs> but like, listen, listen. Even, even with them purposely losing, Portland been hot. Right. They ain't got nothing to do with... They, they ain't got to worry about us. And they, they dropped to the four to make sure that it wasn't going to catch it, even one of us. And I don't even like the Mavs, but I... Come on, Luke, with it done. Let's get it done. Maybe... Maybe they... Maybe they... Maybe they did tank, as you call it, but the team is just wrong. Maybe they wanted to play Dallas. Maybe you feel like they match up better with Dallas than they do Portland, right? They want to try to bully Luca again, and he dropped forty on him. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> but you can, you you know that's a soft squad, but you catching the Portland team in stride. This is what they were saying last year about Portland. 
again. So this is what they said last year about Portland. That's true. That's true. You know, they got a little more firepower this year, a little more balance. They're the greatest eighth seed ever. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. So, so now I got to say the greatest sixth seed back. ever. Because, hold up. Because if you play full five, they're they the, they the fourth seed, right? Clippers are the fourth. All right, so. Dallas is fifth. So, four, four five play two seven. Right. So, yeah, so they, they whooped them. They still got to see the ladies. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't think they avoided them. They just hoping Phoenix can take us out. That's all. Maybe, maybe they wanted how they wanted. We're going to whoop on Dallas, and then we're going to whoop on them, and then we're going to whoop on whoever went out of, you know, the other bracket. Maybe. It's a get-back season, you know? Okay. Even though they beat Dallas last year, Dallas did kind of steal a show against them. They're going to get back to the basement, too. Yeah. They're going to get back to the basement of Staples. Actually, they're going to get back to... Being the Buffalo Braves or some shit, they you're not invited back in the Staples. Hey, <laughs> what's the word? They was getting their uh, own stadium. They need it. Arena? They need it. I don't know, man. We evicting them out. I don't think no team ducks anybody. To be honest, especially yeah, I don't, nah. You gotta evict them out the building. They duck me. All right. I think they duck me. All right. I'm guessing. I'm trying. I'm trying to think what. Okay. I'm looking at the post. uh, Coach Tate put up. Says LeBron James is. I'm guessing is the most important. Athletic figure ever for the black community. Uh, I can't say that. Hmm. I, I wouldn't be able to say that. Was that a shot for the stop it? Or he just made it as a matter of fact statement? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's a bold statement. Well, I'm going to stop it. And actually, at the end of the post, Jason Arsenal pretty much said who I was about to say. His first two names is who I was about to say. Jackie Robinson and Muhammad Ali. It is a different type of racism that LeBron has to go through. Don't get me wrong. Racism is terrible. Racism is bad. But it's a different type of racism that was going on in the 60s and before. There's a Chris Rock joke that said people that died in the 30s was looking down at the niggas in the 60s talking about them niggas got it good. And there's a reason for that. Because it was a whole different... You could literally die for looking at a white woman. As we learned with Emmett Till. Who the white woman lied to her whole turns will burn down for looking at a white woman if you look at the the incident that happened in Rosewood, Florida. So not to disparage anything that LeBron is doing. LeBron is great. LeBron is great for the community. He has been in the spotlight since he was 14, 
years old and hasn't had any quote unquote missteps. To have that type of pressure and that, that type of wherewithal is amazing. But to say for the black community, he's the biggest. I might have to go with Ali. From what I've actually studied, I would have to go Ali was better or bigger. Because Ali was innocent. Was, people hated Ali All right. until he couldn't, he was, he had partners and couldn't talk. America hated Ali. Yeah, I get that, but why? Why would you put Ali over Jackie Robinson? I said from what I've from what I've studied, I haven't really studied most a lot of Jackie Robinson. All right, yeah. So, so teach me about, about Ali because I'm trying to figure out what he did. Besides, you know, teach me as if I didn't know. I mean, with, from, like from the surface, all I, I would see, okay, he was a he was a he was a, a good boxer who was champion of the world and. Didn't want to go to war and set up for civil rights and mm-hmm. by protesting the war and that you know that created some change. So Ali, before Jack Johnson, the heavyweight championship holder was called the greatest in the world before Blackjack. Mm-hmm. When Blackjack won. They just called it the heavyweight champion of the world. Ali, having the wherewithal to understand this, started saying, I'm the greatest. Because y'all going to give me the same respect that y'all gave the white people before me and before Jack, Jack, before Jack Johnson. Y'all going to give me that respect. I am the greatest. Because that's what they used to call those white champions back then. Now, Muhammad Ali did a lot for black culture. At a time when civil rights was the main issue that we were fighting for as black people. He did a lot to bring in the black Muslim movement with Muhammad, excuse me, with Malcolm X. So we had those two fighting and then he was a man of principle. I'm going to jail for something that, for a war that I don't believe in. He's a man of principle. And like I said, everyone hated him before until he couldn't talk anymore. They hated him when he had a voice. Because he would call people and ain't shit. And you couldn't do nothing in the ring to stop him. You want to beat him? You couldn't. Well, you could beat him. You couldn't. There's a lot of fighters that did beat him. After his prom, yes. And he's, after he lost three years of his prom sitting in the jail cell, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I get all that. But I've seen people sit out years and come back and still be the man. Or, or, he lost three years of his prime. He lost three years of his prime in the jail. So Tyson lost one. And we see what happened with Tyson. Tyson lost one. Fighters. Ali lost three. <laughs> that's, that's two totally different fighters. And, like, Ali is... To me, Ali is one of the biggest athletes, period, in the world. Yeah, in world yeah, history. yeah. I, I get it. But, like, they call baseball <clears throat> America's game for a reason, right? Yeah. We had, our, we had our own league. Right. Getting, you know, getting disrespected and wasn't able to play in the majors. And then, you know, Jackie, you know, took the hits. Took all the shame to open doors so that we can be included in, in the majors. 
Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with the statement that LeBron is the most important athletic figure ever in the black community. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that. I'll say he's with, you know, he's up there with them. I would say of modern time. I could put up modern time. I wouldn't put up all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in the conversation. Like, uh, unlike the people that we hold in high regard, that we know of other than um, well, yeah, cause, well, Kareem, you, you didn't really know who Kareem was. Like, he, he didn't really, wasn't, never really a, uh, a personal, a personal, uh, interpersonal person. Right. Yeah, he so, wasn't media savvy. We don't really know him off, out, off the court as much as, you know, we see LeBron in this type of uh, culture. Yeah, I mean, the culture is, is more so set for Le- LeBron to be out in the forefront. It's more it's more space for LeBron to screw up in, in media's eyes. You got social media, he can have missteps there. And you got, you know, personal media and news cycles, 24-hour news cycles for him to screw yeah. up. Yeah, like, like I look at this way. You, I won't say he's the most important. It's just his turn. And he, cause he's standing on on the shoulders of those who paid the way for him to, you know, be that. Exactly, it's his turn. And, you know, so this is his turn. He, you know, he's doing well. So that's, you know, that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. Low key though. What if? <laughs> All right, let's just say, let's just say, go to the state, beat the Lakers. If it, Definitely go right now. <laughs> let my Lakers go ahead and go from eight to, eight to number one. <laughs> Shit, let LeBron go from eight to number one. Oh, I'm, I'm trolling the hell out of Jordan fans. <laughs> yo, you, like, I'm just looking at it like, yo, this goes, like, if that happens, like, just when you get the eighth and just to, oh my gosh, you would never hear the end of that. I'm trolling hard if they go ahead and do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm on, I'm on, Rocket saying, I don't. It's, it's a. I'll see what happened. I don't got us winning back to back titles, but I'll see what happened. You see, you see nobody beating uh, Brooklyn. I wouldn't say that, but I just don't think we would be the team. If Brooklyn were to get there against us, I think Brooklyn would win. But I don't think we're the team to win a championship back to back. I just. With too many injuries and AD is a ticking time bomb with injuries. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. you, think, you think it was legit injuries? I think so. Just think about it. That's the that they're the only team that played the longest. Yeah, but I, I think 
it's not fair to LeBron's legacy, but I think LeBron is chasing Kareem. I think that is a he he knows the game. He knows well enough that he's within striking distance of Kareem. Chasing Kareem. Mm-hmm. I think he's chasing LeBron. I'm talking about as far as points, having the most points ever. Right. I think he's chasing LeBron. What I mean by that, Kareem ain't even in his mind. Like, yeah. All right. Well, it's it's not at the, at the forefront. I think I it think, is. I think I think with him, he's in love with the game so much and still have that fire to play and to see all of these young guys come up and they don't you know they, they're great and all that and the media started to twist and turn maybe this is his league or that league that fuels them yeah I mean that definitely fuels I, I that's a fuel like, all competitors I feel like the thought of him playing the league with his son is fueling him more, will fuel him more than chasing Kareem. I mean, I think if that, if that happens, I think he just, he's caught Kareem. Yeah, he passed him a long time ago. Because Bronny is going to, Bronny is in high school now, right? Yeah, they uh sophomore, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he's, he's passed Kareem. If, if he's in the league with Bronny, he's passed Kareem. Yeah, but what well, my thing is, like I wouldn't think he would be like just sitting out technically with these injuries because he has had short NBA seasons in his career last year with the COVID, and then I think he was in the league for two um, league short and strike seasons. So, so to be that close to Kareem. I can't really afford to sit out just to just to sit out if that's something that I'm actually striking to get. Okay, see, to me, that would be the mindset if you're thinking I don't want to play this game that much longer. Where I look at it is he the only player that, off the top of my head, I can think of that that averaged 25 points a game for 17 straight years. Yeah, and you look at him, it's like. Ain't no slowing down. It's like it's like it's like he at the point of his career where the game is, you know, he he's the painter. He's in control of the game at all times. And athletically, he's still up there. Like he's he's a better, better athlete than a lot of people in the league. Yeah. So I don't think he's a thought to you know to slow down. And then and then being a football fan, you look at Brady and like yo, Brady's still the man. At forty something, whereas LeBron is what thirty six? Just turned thirty six not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And you December. look at him, it's like, yeah, he ain't slowing down. It's crazy, it, yo. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. Like to me, the Kareem is gonna happen. Like that's not even a thought. Like let me still play at a high level for the duration. Mm-hmm. Let me go out on my own terms and be like, yeah, I retired on my own terms. And peak my last year of my retirement, I still was averaging twenty eight a game. That'd be insane. Yeah. That'd be better than any like no one can say that. Right. I got that record. I got that record. I got that record. I got that many rings. I played until this age, and I averaged twenty eight the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Like, then you like yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's LeBron's world. 
That's his league, yo. Like, I was watching him, like, just watching him run him down the floor with um the Pacers game. I'm like, this is this is it's incredible. It's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Like, if you think how much sacrifice he probably does, or how much dedication he he you know he's he gives to his body and to the game, studying it, mm-hmm. like. Like, yeah, it's incredible to watch. But I'm on the fence, though. Like I said a couple months back, I want to see Brooklyn win because I'm such a fan of the players on that team. I feel like that's the team of the misunderstood the talked about for no reason, like they make themselves misunderstood, though. No, why not? They, well, no, they respond to everything. They're doing it their own way. It's like I get we in the era in a culture where you gotta know everything, but I ain't gotta tell you everything. They re- they respond to everything. Right, they I me respond like I right, Kyrie the other day. They asking about the game, like, yo, brass not even on my mind. Right. And people got upset with that. That's not number one. I've... I'm not upset from him saying it, but that was, was that the correct time to volunteer that information? Nobody asked you was basketball number one thing on your mind. That wasn't the time. No one asked you anything remotely close to that. They asked you about the game and your players this this game. Yeah, I did that, but basketball, and I don't... Like, you're volunteering this information. Like, no one is asking you that. So, because you're responding with this information, that opens up a door that was closed. We already know if you're living in the real world, it's a game. We already know that. But for you to volunteer that information, you opened up that door. <laughs> yeah, but why is it an issue with him saying it? Versus somebody in a whole other profession. Because it's already understood. You don't have to volunteer that information. No one was asking you that. So when you... It's not an issue for him saying it. Like I said, I don't have an issue with him saying it. I have an issue with him volunteering that information. We weren't even talking about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. What, if, what if it was something just, you know, to, to get things started? Oh. Like, just, just to, like... Toot his own, like, to, you know, toot his own horn. Like, Kyrie out here going crazy. And basketball not even the number one thing on his mind. The next about to win a ring. And Kyrie out here, Kyrie on the court really, really thinking about something in a third world country. But he out here putting up 28, 12, and 12. You know what I'm saying? Like, that would be, you get, you get what I'm saying? That's like. Everyone in every, every profession has to compartmentalize. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's called being a grown man like you, you compartmentalize yes I'm working on this job but I got a family <laughs> yes I'm working on here but you know shit might not be going to work with the kids I'm working but my niece in the hospital like this is not my number one focus right now my number one focus was my niece being in the hospital Right. but I'm still here to do a job so if you ask me something about my job I'm going to tell you my job if you ask me something about, you know, what's going on, how you feel about Palestine, or how you feel about, 
police justice reform. Then, okay, this is what I'm talking about. But right. for you to volunteer that information, it's not... You opened the door. That wasn't even open. <laughs> but you know what You know what it could be, too? It could be a whole situation where it's like... Well, no. I mean, he, you know, I, I get it. I get it. He, well, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. Um, but... It could be like, let's, let's you know... <laughs> let's focus on other stuff. But like you said, everybody got a job to do. Yeah, I mean, and I'm again. That's his platform. He can do that, but there are other platforms for that. Ah, I got a great one for you. Now that I think about it, just play devil's advocate. What's the difference with him saying that and a white person saying, "I don't want to hear about." Police shootings and all that in football. Football is my is my way to get away from all of that. Isn't it the same? Like, well, here's my thing, and to go off of what to to take the the real life breath off. It's like you saying you can compartmentalize. Like, all right, we get that. Let's talk. Let's talk about the sport. But on the flip side, the white person say, "I don't want to hear about this. I just want to get away from that. I want to focus on football." Because my thing is, you're not talking about football. Like, to take the, the Brett Favre situation, Brett Favre was saying, you know, it's ruining the game that they're doing this and they're doing this. Well, this is not part of the game. So something that's not part of the game is ruining it. Ruining it. No one is... You know, Fred Hampton ain't coming in the middle of the field giving a speech during the play. This is, after, this is, this is before the game or after the game. So how is it actually ruining the game? Because it's not part of the game. Right. So my question to combat that was... But, but, but part of the game could be the whole stance on, you know, the anthem. Well, my my part... My question to that, Brett Favre was in the league when they started doing that because the players were in the locker room before 9-11... Before nine eleven happened, the players were in the locker room doing doing the, the national anthem. So, did you voice your opinion during that time? Right. When you were in the league and you were the quarterback in the league and you were at uh, NFC Championship games, did you invo- did you voice that opinion then? Because you can't close Pandora's box once you vote for it. <laughs> right. It was oh, we're American. We're proud to be American around nine eleven. Well, Black America is America. And this is what affecting them, just like nine eleven had affected you. So you can't close Pandora's box once you've opened it. You've already right. brought um, politics into the field. Once you once nine eleven happened, and you wanted to fly the flag out there and do the national anthem, which is cool, fine. I have no issue with that. But now that we have another issue that we want to focus on, just like y'all focus on military, I think is a farce. And y'all focus on breast cancer awareness. Why can't we focus on another issue that's a fact in America? Exactly. <laughs> and again, that's another person volunteering information that nobody was talking about. Nobody asked you. Right. We're not asking you that. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? 
right. this ruining the game. Nigga, it's not part of the game. It ain't in the middle of the fucking game. I was ruining it. <laughs> Just like I do. I don't want to hear the national anthem. I come up, I show up after it's played, or I just mute it. It's not part of the game. It doesn't take away from my experience at all. I'm still gonna watch the game. <laughs> So, Ravens had their rookie minicamp this past weekend. Um, everybody and their mama, I can say everybody, but the majority of the folks was ready to see Rashad Bateman in action, you know, get a glimpse of Bate, hear some reports and all that. And you know, just the rookies in general, um, what was your thoughts on, you know, what you've seen and what you heard? So when I was scouting, because I kind of did scouting backwards this year. I didn't watch all of our draft picks before they were our draft picks. Okay. So to go with Rashad Bateman and Tylen Wallace, actually, to say this for, for the, let me just say this for the whole draft class. The Ravens picked athletes. They wanted athletic players for their position. Big and athletic players for their position. Dalen is an athlete. Odafe is an athlete. Um, Bateman is an athlete. Tylen Wallace is an athlete. Ben Cleveland is an athlete. They picked a bunch of athletes to fit their, uh, fit their position. Alright, you, you gotta give me more than that because... For for years, in, in in the sport of football, for decades, when you hear when someone say that's an athlete and don't say nothing else behind it, it's kind of a a slight or a limitation to that player. Well, so you got to give me more than just athlete. Okay, well that's an overall view. Now let's take Ben Cleveland for example. Probably one of my favorite rookies of this class. He's an athlete, and to quote Baldinger, I think that's his name, Baldy, he is a tractor in tennis shoes because he's moving without the way. So he's an athlete with a bunch of power, and where he wants you to go, you are going. So he has skill. He has skill. Right. right. All right. To go with Tylen Wallace and Rashad Bateman. Both of them, especially Bateman is a great route runner, but both of them catch the ball. They high point the ball with their hands. I've never seen anything from Bateman or Tylen Wallace as a body catch. And this is what you want from your, your receivers, your quote-unquote number one receiver, that buzzword. You want them to be able to high point and go go and get it. Or as John would have said if he was here, you need somebody with some dog in them. You need dogs. Well, they look like they're going to go get it. They look like they'll go and fight for the ball. Okay. Um, Dalen and Odafe. Odafe is a raw athlete. And from what I've been seeing from reports, Dalen Hayes is actually progressing faster or have shown shown more this week than Odafe has. But both of them are athletes off the edge. Um, and Odafe, I'm sorry, not Odafe, excuse me, Dalen Hayes 
speed to power is ridiculous to me. It's a dafe, by the way. Is a dafe? Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Like it looks like older fam. I'm gonna call him older fam. You know, you remember he's Nigerian. It's a dafe. <laughs> it looks like older fam to me. I'm gonna call that nigga older fam. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So Adafe has is, is a way to go, um, like I said. Um, but he, he's raw athletic, raw and athletic. So you gotta pretty much expect that's that's a given that he's gonna have some some challenges. Um, hmm. Still new to the game. Only still new to the years. game. Yeah. Started. Only been playing the game for five years. That's crazy, <laughs> and I, and I wouldn't say a full five years because, um, what was that? The twenty nineteen season. He had, he had, um, well, eighteen and nineteen. You got he tore gross matos in front of him. <laughs> so yeah, he, he's been learning the game for five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. Last year probably was the, the most time he got as, as a true start. This past mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So still a baby in it. All right. So I mean, he still got growing pains. So I expect that to happen. Yeah. Um, Whereas you know, a guy like David Hayes been playing football his whole life. You, you know, it makes sense, especially that position. Been playing it for a while. Right. Okay. In that program, you know, making big plays on Saturday. So. And Thank he was the leader of the, uh, in the Notre Dame defense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense for him to, you know, to, you know, pick up well. And then you can even factor in just a, a little bit of the 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 childhood dream that you actually get to live out. You're actually playing for the team you grew up rooting for. Mm-hmm. Like, that would can you imagine if you was playing for the Ravens? Amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like how how super Yeah, amazing. Then and energized you would be. Right. Yeah. So but I you know, I enjoy what I, what I've read and the clips that I've seen from all the guys. Um the one who in, in who even just like the small sample size who in, who was impressive to me the most from what I scouted up until the first time seeing them, you know, since since you know they was on the field a couple months back was Brandon Stevens. Hmm. I thought Brandon Stevens' footwork was I thought he I thought he had good feet when I watched him play against SM um, against um, who was that. Uh, shoot, is it Iowa State? Not in Iowa State. Oh, Memphis. I was watching him against Memphis. And I thought he had pretty good feet. Thought, you know, like, could tune it up a bit. That's I think I, I mentioned it in one of the chats. Mm-hmm. But I seen him run a drill the other, last, uh, over the weekend. I'm like, his technique looked better than Sean Wade's. Mm-hmm. Like, whoo. Like, he looks smooth. And it's crazy because, like, he only been playing the position for, like, two years, three years. He was a running back. Mm-hmm. 
And that's incredible to me. Uh, we like we might have something there. I, but that's no not to Sean Wakes. I thought Sean Wakes looked pretty good too. You know how I feel about yo. You know, but I thought he looked pretty decent. But with bait, it's what I expected. Like I told you, there's only one receiver. Borderline, only one receiver in the draft that I done took over big. And that was Devontae Smith by hair. Hmm. That's it. That's it. But other than that, like, man, Bate got it all. Like, he, he gonna be an animal. I don't think people... I hope people stay asleep. <laughs> don't expect too much from Rashad Bate. Hmm. Like, like, he a problem. Hmm. I, always, I wanna caution people with... Um, with Tyler Wallace, with, well, I don't say caution. What cautions me is everyone, when they talk about Tyler Wallace, they talk about contested catches. How he's great at contested catches. If him to be so, you know, a smaller guy, he plays big in contested catches situations. Mm-hmm. All that sounds good. But for the Ravens, I, I I don't think the fans should expect to see that off from any of our receivers because as a as a as a receiver coach, I don't want you to have to be in a, a situation to get a contested catch. Right. The DB can't make a play unless he's next to you. And they got the way they got them teachers in the staff. It's gonna be a lot of situations where the Ravens receivers gonna be wide open. It's just it's just that simple. Like it's gonna be something like we not used to, but it's it's gonna happen. Like they got great, 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 great coaches teaching that position, man. And then you, that's gonna be a problem. It's going to be a super problem, man. I, I, hope, I hope for the best. <laughs> wow. But, um, you get a chance to look at uh, any other camps? Any other rookie camps? I didn't. Okay. What's your thoughts on Kelvin Benjamin coming back, playing tight end? I mean, that's different than Tebow, but... Think he have a chance to uh, make the roster? I think so. Because if I'm not mistaken, let me see. I think they loaded down that room, right? Who? What team was it again? The Giants. Giants. Well, I think they loaded. You got Evan Ingram. Yeah, but I, I could have sworn they signed Kyle Rudolph too. Oh. I'm trying. I'm pull up that roster real quick. In the tight end room, yeah. Elvin Ingram, I mean, Evan Ingram, Nakia uh, Griffin Stewart, Caden Smith, Kyle Well, wasn't really worried about too, like, far as depth chart wise. Evan, Rudolph, Caden Smith. The other guys are, you know, first year guys. 
Levine uh, Tulio. Yeah, he a journeyman from Stanford. Mm-hmm. But he more of a blocker, so he got he got two, three guys, you know, in front of him. But for a guy that's been out since what? 18? 18? 17? He been out? Oh, 18. Okay. Yeah, since, since 18. Yeah, since 18. I don't think he really... Nah. Yeah, because he, he barely got snatched with Kansas City. Hmm. Yeah, he only played three games in, <laughs> with Kansas City. So, yeah, but 18. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, but like I said, I think it's better than... The situation that Tebow is in. Benji do no league. Benji has had catches in the league. Benji was never running away from anybody anyway. No. I, and you know he's, what, 6'5"? Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he, uh... Yeah, he listened to 6'5". Six, six I wonder what type of shape he is. That's all I want to say. That's the question. Because you know, he was like over 240 pounds trying to play X receiver. Right. Like he out there looking like a tight end. That's so that's I wonder if because when you look at that roster, a lot of that tight ends are big. You got guys 260, 245, whatever. So, I wonder where he would fit in at. Because he, he clearly don't have the foot speed as uh, Evan Ingram or even the Kyle Rudolph for that matter. Mm. So, I wonder, you know, what type, what type of abilities are. That would be the question. Yeah. Like, like the His shape and can he stay in shape? Yeah. If, I, if I sign you, can I trust you to stay in shape? Right. You know what? I just thought about it. Um, fans are enamored, no matter what the team is, with the wide receiver position, having a player that makes contested catches. It but, looks better. Huh? It looks better. It looks... Uh, well, to you, it would look better. To me, it looks better when you ride a man up. And you're wide open. Yeah, but if you understand routes, the route or route combinations, yeah, it's gonna that's gonna look better. But I'm just speaking as an average fan. Yeah, but when you look at, I bring it up to say, if you look at where the league is trending, it's not gonna be a lot of contested catches. A lot of the better, like when you think of the best receivers in football, or even just the young receivers. A lot of them have some of the run some of the best routes in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I like route runners. I'm I'm starting to understand more routes, and this is come on, it's stuff that I, I don't know, but it's stuff yeah. that I'm starting to understand more about routes. And I, Devonte Adams, like I was just watching just his first step. Like Devonte Adams wins his routes at the very first step. Yeah, his releases are. are, are <laughs> he, he, he dipped in the Doug Baldwin bag, put a bunch of releases. He in the Keenan bag mm-hmm. a little bit. Like that's what, was, that's what I was telling my brother. We was watching. I think it was the Tampa Bay game. 
And I was like, yo, just watch his first step. He wins the route at the height. He wins the route because his first step is gone. And he can get into his route and you don't know what he's doing with his route. Yeah. And like him and you mentioned Keenan Allen, both of them to me, that releases and that get off and that routes are just pristine. Right. And Ocho was my favorite receiver of the last damn can I really say last decade? Or the two thousands at least. Ocho was my favorite receiver because his his footwork was just crazy. <laughs> right. He got quick feet. But like you know what I'm saying, you can't really you can't really grab receivers no more. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be overly physical. Like, the league is trending that way, but it's not going to be a lot of contested catches. Yeah. So, having a guy, and then you got corners nowadays who will have great feet. So, it's, it's, it comes to, to that way. It's like, man, whoever runs the best route in that, in that moment is going to get open. Yeah. Like, like everybody downplays um, Sammy Watkins as if as if he has been. Like just a just a what what two years ago, he had Jalen Ramsey turning in circles. Like we talking about arguably the best corner in the league even right. then. Right when shorty up, like that's the name of the game, man. You can't you can't run around, you can't get open. In this league, period. True. Because there's so many, like you, like you said, the Ravens. You come to the Ravens and getting more athletes. The whole league is super athletic. We got DNs coming in the league, running, running four three, four four, four five. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, ain't no slow people on defense no more. Ain't no mm-hmm. more four sixes. Like the average forty time is like four four in the league. Yeah. So. You got to be able to stop on a dime and get open. So I, I, I'm just looking at like the whole contested catches look good and all. They look great, but it don't happen too often. Like I said, I mean, it's more of the the highlight film of you know the you got Mars segments. They don't, they don't show route running on the you got Mars segments. They don't have a route running segment that I know of that I'm aware of. Right. <laughs> right. So for the average fan. You know, for the average fan, like that. For the average fan, they're gonna talk about somebody getting must. Right. Whereas if you really watching the game and really breaking down the game, like I said, I'm I'm a fan of quick footwork. I'm a fan of like your, your release, and that's that's the same thing in basketball. Like Kobe, footwork was amazing. Melo's first step, his dribble, his triple threat, and his first step was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, as amazing as his first step was, it was average compared to Melo. No, I was saying Melo's first step was amazing. Oh, I thought you were talking about Kobe. <laughs> no, Kobe great footwork. Melo's first step was amazing. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Yeah. How about you? Uh, yo, we get Marlon the triple threat is over because he, he back you down. Ooh. Jab step you and go. Jab step you pull up. Wow. He's an animal. <laughs> so, do you see any upsets in the first round of the uh, playoffs? 
Well, I, well, besides the Lakers, Al, I'm sorry. <laughs> In the other matchup. No, uh, you know what? I'm going to just enjoy the Lakers. I ain't calling them to win no matchups, nothing. I'm just enjoying right. as many games as we got them. Um, so, uh, you know what? I sat here months ago, and they laughed at me, Al, when I said the Knicks going to make the playoffs. They laughed at me. I'm still laughing. They laughed at me when I said, when, when, Clay, when Clay got hurt again, and I said, it don't even matter. Golden State's still going to make the playoffs. Now, I jumped out there and said they're going to be top five seed. <laughs> so, they weren't top five. Well, Mr. Triple Single himself, but it scored more goddamn points. You might have. <laughs> no, 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 no. Everybody, see, let that man star his role. That's what people forget. Everybody want to think you got to do this, this, and this. He's a star in his role. That's fine. That's fine and dandy. But everybody was like, he the heart and soul of the team. I'm like, nigga, fuck the heart and soul. The body is dead. Ain't, you don't really care, care if the heart is good they or not. The playoffs? Uh, are they in the playoff mix? Yes. All right, so where was he at last year? Where was Steph last year? <laughs> we can get to that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you need you need him. You need him. Like, and with a team that is so young, like, and for Draymond to understand the game and understand the system so well, he's starring in his role. That's fair. Let him star in his role, man. Like That's fair. Like he, he gets eighty plus million dollars to star in his role. Like I said, somebody gonna explain to y'all kids about Draymond Green as an all star. I mean as a Hall of Famer. I ain't ready to do it. <laughs> hey, that's if you look at the numbers, you know. I ain't ready to do it. Of course. Of course, you know. <laughs> But as we know, the numbers ain't the end all be all. That's not. Because like I told you years ago, years ago, I told you this. Like you could look at the numbers and people will laugh when I say Tony Kukoc is a Hall of Famer. But then you watch him, and if I'm not mistaken, Tony's about to get inducted in a, in a couple months, right? In 2021 Hall of Fame. Just, you watch the game, you star in your role. One of the best... He was one of the best six mans of the year. Mm-hmm. That's about every season. I don't think he ever made an all-star team. No. But he was he was crucial to the system. There was more Euro. I mean, more Euro ball for him, but. I mean, he had some, yeah, he had some talent in the Euro It's, ball it's the basketball Hall of Fame. Right. He's not going, he wouldn't make the NBA Hall of Fame, but he would make a, the, the basketball Hall of Fame, yes. Okay, okay. But, but my point is. Just like Manu would make the. Well, no, I think that bad. Manu would make the NBA Hall of Fame. Who? Manu. I was gonna say Manu wouldn't make it if it was the NBA Hall of Fame, but he would oh, be in for basketball. I was gonna say you big high, you believe that nonsense. Yeah, I'll take that back. <laughs> like, like, he'd be super high. But like, you, like, let him start his role. But I got the I got the seedings mis- mixed up because I said the Knicks. I said they might get the AC. I said they get seven and eight. And I said Golden State would be like in the top five. I had a flip. <laughs> Golden State would be in the seven and eight. And the Knicks are the four seed. Now, how do I playing? see it? I think the Knicks get to the second round. Where are they playing? Atlanta. Yes. Yeah. 
So you're not picking against the Knicks in the first round? No. I'm nervous. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not picking anybody to beat anybody in the East. Okay. Besides the top three teams, I don't really care about the East. So, but you got this is another interesting one. Like it's interesting because you got Bucks in the Heat in the first round. We see how it went down last year when I told y'all that matchup wasn't good mm-hmm. with Milwaukee last year. I told y'all they were gonna get whooped. I said Miami and five. I think I the Bucks y'all. pull it out this year, but that's more to me being a Giannis fan than basketball strategy. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna beat them outright. They gonna pull out. I think they're gonna just Mike the floor with, with Miami because of two players. Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. PJ Tucker. Okay. I think I think that addition defensively and scoring mm-hmm. is what they need. But this this bad thing is the Bucks has to get to the finals. Like I'm they it, have it, to. It, it don't even sound fair because when you look at the team that Brooklyn has. But the Bucks have to get to the finals. Why would they have to get to the finals? Because who the hell is going to get fired? There's no way. Like, like you can't have a you can't have an MVP for two straight seasons, the best record in the league, two straight seasons. Then in the third year, you got one of the best teams, and you can't say, well, the other team Brooklyn had a better roster. No, nope. because you was whooping on Brooklyn a couple weeks back. And every time you play them, y'all y'all in it. So if y'all ain't going to the finals, bye. It ain't working. Bye. You gotta go. Okay. I mean, I'm, this, this, I can see this, that. This. If if Giannis in the playoffs is the same, has the same game, you running the system the same way. You ain't gonna try to you know box them in or whatever. If you run the same game and it's the same results, you gotta go. I give Giannis credit. He been hitting the three. He been shooting with confidence. Like when he, if he hit two in a row, oh, he's super confident. Mm-hmm. I think he gave Brooklyn what? Damn it, fifty one night. And two nights later, it was like thirty plus. He was shooting that thing like he had all the confidence in the world. I watched the last time they played. Okay. Yeah, the last game Brooklyn and um Milwaukee played, and Giannis was. Playing well. I think I watched like the second half of that one. So you said you rocking, you rocking with Luca. Yeah, I think Luca. That's more of a hot pick than anything. I can't believe you even picked Luca. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> I can't stand Clippers. I hate the Clippers more than I hate Luka. That's ridiculous. Nuggets and Trailblazers. Ooh. I think the Nuggets win. But if my man's go off, oh well, he goes off. <laughs> is it is it petty or put it this way? Let me ask you. Is it fair to say? Well, no. Would it be fair if 
the Nuggets lose that series, and Jokic lose the MVP. No. I'm sorry. You said, would it be fair? Yeah. No, that would not be fair. I mean, because the race is, is, is tight. It's a regular season MVP. Right, but it's a... But look at... I mean, Jokic is the third seed. It's a regular season MVP. So if that's not part of the regular season, how could you lose the MVP in the playoffs? Hey, hey, hey. We all knew it was a regular season MVP in the 90s. But it's the reason why they ain't get a award out until... Like mid, like mid May. Mm. Cause I, ain't, I ain't trying to hear that. Like, like all that Carmelo and Carmelo and, and Chuck. Carl wanted. Yeah. Everybody know that was Jordan award. I ain't trying to hear that. Boy. No, it was Jordan is the best player in the league. Yes, that's, that's not necessarily the MVP. That was his award. Carmelo was out there killing. Even with, when Barkley won it. No, everybody knew Mike was the best player in the league. No, no. no Mike was the best player in the league with another Hall of Famer. Chuck was out there balling without another Hall of Famer at six four, getting mad boards. Only person that look at it that way is the millennials now. What you mean? That's only person. Look at it that then everybody know that was Jordan's award. No, Mike can't win it every goddamn year. Yes, he can. No, he can't. Yes, he can. He got four of them for a reason. He got four. Five, Slim. Yeah, we got five of them for a reason. <laughs> five. Whatever, it ain't six. He got five of them for a reason. It's only five. They only give him that because you know we gotta keep the league interest. We gotta promote these stars. No, Carl was out there balling with Ostertag and Antoine Carr and Jeff Hornacek. So, that's what we're going to do. We're we going to leave out the Hall of Fame point guard who don't miss games. No, John is the man. We're going to leave out the Hall of Fame coach. Russell Peace Jerry. Jerry Shalom was the man, but come on, Carl. Man, come on. Carl was the engine. Come on. I get what you're saying. Carl was the engine. And John Stockton was the steering wheel. You ain't going nowhere without the engine, but I mean the steering wheel is very important. <laughs> but what that's something like fans gotta get uh more in tune with. You can't really I feel like coaches need to get a little more credit with certain with players in the success than they did. That's a double edged sword. I think so. I think it is. No disrespect to to Coach Pop. No disrespect at all. No disrespect intended at all. But when Pop was the quote unquote Spurs dynasty, he's the greatest coach in the world. He's he's this, he's that. His system is this, is that. You see how that system worked without Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker and Kawhi Leonard yeah. executing it? 
Did you have that system work without David Robinson, Sean Elliott in there executing it? It don't work. It don't look as effective, do it? Yes, it does. No, it don't. They haven't made the playoffs since. <laughs> if it wasn't for a damn playing, they wouldn't be in the playoffs this year. <laughs> name, name five Spurs players. I can't. That's what I'm saying. That's why the players should get more credit than the actual name, coach. Name, name five Spurs players that's over the age of of twenty of twenty three. I know Rudy and I know Demar. That's it. That's it. You got a bunch of kids who went one and done learning the game. Well, that's what I'm saying. The players aren't executing pop system. No, no, they're executing. They're not executing it as well as Tim Duncan and them. They running it out. Al. Alright. Al, look at it this way. You're you're a seasoned vet. You still in, in the prime of your career. You still one of the best players in the world. And you got teams, you got players around you who are vets, who've been in the game for a minute. And you go up against this young team who has a lot of talent. You running the system well, you know, it's you know, a couple couple little tweaks need to be done here and there. But your team is gonna always win because you're more experienced and at the moment the better player. When Pop system took off, look at the team he inherited. It's not like this is the first time the Spurs have been this young. Mm-hmm. Like the first like in Pop's existence. Because when he came on, he was the assistant coach, whatever, then he took over. He already had what? At the time I think Dave Robinson was eight, nine years at least. Mm-hmm. And a former MVP. Mm-hmm. Sean Elliott was a seasoned player. Benny Del Negro was a, another coach in the court, seasoned player. Mm-hmm. Amy Johnson was a coach in the court. Right. It was easy for Tim to come in with number one pick and do his thing. And then look who the look who the other names you, the players you named. Monty was a Euro star. Mm-hmm. Tony was a Euro star. Right. You're in. You're making my point. These no, players no. have executed this system. They know better in this system. This, what I'm saying, I think we're saying the same thing. The system works. It's just you can't. I think it's a bad example to say Pop ain't one of the best. I still look at Pop as one. No, of the I'm best. not saying he's not one of the best. What I'm saying is the reason that you give the players. Or don't give the coaches as much credit is because these players have to run your system. It's a lot easier to run your triangle with Mike and and Pippen and with Shaq and Kobe and with Kobe and Gasol than it would be to run it with Kobe and and Kwame Brown. It's a big difference. (laughs) Well, he had to run it with Kobe Kobe and Kwame Brown. He didn't, but it would have been a big ass difference. If I got Kobe and Robin Sackler out here, it's a big ass difference to try to run this system. I got Kobe Smith Parker and and Mike Madsen out here trying to run my my, my triangle. It's not gonna look like Mike and them. It's not right. Right. I'm not, I'm just saying. I don't think the gap is that big. Like it's not. You know how some people say, "Well, that player make the coach." Nah. No, I mean, they they make it easier for the coach. Of course. Nah, I think it's cohesion. I think it's cohesion. Like I think it's it works hand in hand. Like I think Steve Kerr would be a Hall of Fame. Head coach for what he did with Golden State, but Golden State looks a lot different without Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant. They look a lot different. 
leave with a bunch of kids. They don't even play four years of college no more, hell. These guys who was two years removed from high school. Of course it's gonna look different with high school as a grown man. Of course. You're forgetting about that factor. That's huge. That's huge. I can see if it was a bunch of four-year guys like Shane Battier on the team and you not getting it done. Guys who understand the game. Like, nah, these are kids. Ten years ago, they was middle school kids. Like, like who are these babies? You feel me? Like, they, they still learning. That's why I look so different. But, like, I think the better example would be a coach like Eric Spolstra. I mean, Spo is a hell of a coach. Right. Him and LeBron, it ain't like they clash the first year or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they got it right. Mm-hmm. Once LeBron left, financial reasons, I mean, they had to, you know, redo that whole roster. And Spoke got him right back in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Great coaching. I think Spoke was a hell of a coach. Great coach. Well, you got Jimmy. Allen Iverson is a special player. Mm-hmm. Certified killer. Certified. Put up the only rookie ever to score what? Forty something. Five straight games of forty points, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. To this day, the only person that did it, killer. Mm-hmm. But before Larry Brown, they won't get no damn way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You feel me? Like, Chelsea Phillips, great player. Rip Hamilton, great player. Rasheed, great player. Ben Wallace, great player. I think they are more of... Larry Brown? But, see, that's the thing. I think that team... That team, the sum is better than the individual parts. Like... Like, TLC. For example, to, to take it to music. I think... You you don't have a Beyonce and TLC, they they they're good, but together they're great. I think you got a bunch of good with the the Pistons, but Cat. Larry Brown put them together. They're a great Cat. team. That's Cat. I think there's a bunch of good. That's a bunch of great. Rick was there at at, at um was it Chicago and and well, it was there. Well, Chicago was after Detroit. Right, he was there. He was eh? Yes. You ain't watching. You he ain't watching. He was eh? He was Reggie Miller 2.0. And the Pistons? No, even with the Wizards. He was the same guy, Al. The exact same guy. We're talking about the guy who was... Who was and they wasn't winning. Huh? <laughs> I said they wasn't winning. That's why I said the sum together not, is better. The sum... The sum is better than the individual parts. No, you still missing it. Like if you right, look, if you look, look up Rip numbers. Like Ben Wallace never averaged ten points a game. Never. Huh? Ben Wallace never averaged ten points a game. His shit was defense. He's never gonna give you ten. Right. The defense was remained the same wherever he went. But it's a lot different with him doing that in Larry Brown's system in Detroit. Than what him doing that in Washington? It was a big difference because the sum together was better. Now, I get what you're saying, but coaching matters. Coaching it matters. 
Rip was still let me pull up Rip numbers. Rip was still putting up numbers with the Wizards. Put up numbers. Same style of play. And then he goes over to Detroit. Same thing. His numbers are pretty much identical. Okay. His second year in the league, 18 in game, 43% shoot. His third year in the league with the Wizards, 20 points a game. All right? Detroit, 19 in game, 17, 18, 20, 19, 17, 18, 18. It's the same player. He, yeah. been, he was the exact same. Rasheed. Rasheed was the star. Rasheed was in it like you can't lie and say Rasheed wasn't top five. She's my guy. I'm, I'm not gonna say that happened. She is my guy. He's just different. <laughs> right, but like I'm saying, like he was. This 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 uh agrees with the the sum is better than the individual. As an individual, even though he he was on a great Portland squad, he put up all star numbers every year, top five. Mm-hmm. You go to Detroit, he understands, I want a ring. You can play through me, but let's spread this ball around a little bit more. Chauncey, mm-hmm. all the talent in the world, would sacrifice a lot of his touches to get KG up. He go to Detroit. Chauncey, uh, you close the show. Yeah. He, he an animal. Like, it's, it, it takes a certain coach to... Coach to, to Cohesively bring that out of a play. That's why I say it, it goes hand in hand. It's very seldom, if ever, we've seen um, a subpar coach win it all just because of you know the talent on the court. It's it's few and far between. Yeah, because most subpar coaches for four games, they're not going to get. They're not gonna be able to adjust with the coaching. Like I think Brian Hill in Orlando uh, in the nineties. Almost cussed Al. Stop. Let me bring him up. I thought he was very step hard, and Rudy T took his ass to school. <laughs> Yo, that hurt. Don't even bring that up, yo. Say who you telling? That still hurt. Who you telling? But yeah, Rudy T took him to school. Like you real step hard. I think Del Harris was step hard when he was with the Lakers. Some, some, like only person I can think of from the top of my head, and I don't even think, I don't think he's subpar. Some people might, will be Tyloo. Because Tyloo stepped in, was it was was a first year coach and won a ring with the uh, with Cleveland. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard for me to see with Tyloo. I don't think he had enough opportunities yet to really call that. Right, that's what I'm saying. Right, but I'm just saying some people would would think that. And I'm like, he, all right, this is... I couldn't argue either way for it. Huh? I couldn't argue either way for it. Like, if people want to say that about Spo, you know, with the Miami Heatles, okay, cool. But you see how he came back now with this Miami team. Like, it's it's official. He can can coach. He can coach. I don't think Ty Lue got that fair shake to be a coach and develop a, a... a, a new regime, if you will. No, this is this is the first time, and it's not. Yeah, I feel like this is the, the first time because he was stuck in Cleveland after LeBron, mm-hmm. and you know they got rid of him as soon as they, they had a chance. And this is the the next opportunity. Right. 
And they what? Top four seed. But he got he got talent, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any coach that I can say was subpar that reached the pinnacle. It's, you can't. Okay. It's, hard, it's hard to say. Yeah, I mean, to, to agree with you, like I said, you got four games, you got a coach. And you're going to have a, a great one across the way from you. That's hard. <laughs> it's tough, man. I mean, I don't agree with what Kendrick Perkins said, but. No, he hot. <laughs> Kendrick hot. There's, there's no way. Yeah, winning, winning a title in football. Is so much harder than basketball. Oh, it's so much shit they got to go right. You got 22 people that all got to really do their job. At, at least 22. You must say, must say at least 22. Right. Because <laughs> your special team has got to carry the day some of them days too. <laughs> right. And the subs. Because you get all 22 ain't playing with your snap. Right. And then the OC got to be, and DC got to be on top of that game. There's just too many moving parts in football. There's right. Way too nah, many moving parts. That's, that's the hardest. <laughs> <laughs> With a one game, bro. Right. And, and, that's and you got to do it four times sometimes. Like the, yeah. the Bucks just did it four times, four games. Bro, all 22 really had to be on their job. Bro, you pick up. Bucks? Yeah. Tampa Bay Bucks. Well, they did. They had to. No, 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 no. They weren't all on their game. Not all of them, but you had they 22 people that had to move. If Brady was going three interceptions, this defense better not let Aaron Rodgers score touchdowns off of this shit. And, and, it's a, and it's a little luck. It always takes luck. I think winning the yeah, title in football is a lot of luck. Right, because I know <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers had a couple plays over again, he'd have ran in that end zone. All right. Like I said, Brady, Brady throwing three, but this defense better not give up no goddamn points. <laughs> like, yo, run, 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 run. Everybody in their mama was screaming, running the TV. All that field. Aaron, he was, what you was looking at? <laughs> Aaron, probably, Aaron probably so petty. I'm going to do this on purpose. I ain't going to run in there. You're going to lose. And the draft come around. I ain't playing for y'all no more. <laughs> Patty. That's King Patty. <laughs> Yo, that, all that probably was strategic. I definitely know the draft thing was the tease it, the drop that draft day. Heck yeah, I was, I was so proud of that. Oh, yeah, Mr. That was definitely that was definitely payback from last year. You can't tell me Ooh. different. Go save that up right for that day. I'm surprised you ain't checking on uh Tevin Jenkins, see how he was doing in uh Cat. No, I'm still hurt. Until we play him. We in Chicago, right? Yeah. Catch a L. Catch a big L. Oh, damn. We do play them this year. You don't get whooped on. You play OR. That's what you going to say. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Odafe. Don't get blocked to the bus, Odafe. That's all I'm saying. Odafe. Oh, <laughs> That'd be crazy. Odafe, one of the ones in the goddamn bleachers. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Sorry, though. Um, undrafted guys look pretty good from what I was reading. Yeah, I think um, it was a corner, if I'm not mistaken. Undrafted corner. Safety. You think about Safety. That was uh, Darius, TCU. Sounds right. Yeah. 
I was more impressed looking at him than Trayvon uh, Moore, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think it was a good safety class. It was just like, all right, they cool. <laughs> he might be better than Deshaun. He might be better. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he might be. Well, no definite for me. I hope they play better. I think that's all. Uh, OTAs is next week, next Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I think Miami is doing something different with their. Excuse me, the OTA. Like, they started this week, but Brian Flores said they're going to, like, come in and learn and, like, kind of spread it out over the term or something. I was reading earlier. Okay. I wonder what it's going to be. I'm going to see what we on the field. Like, it kind of gives them more rest, if you will. Get that rest. The Dolphins had more than 70 players at OTAs today. The result of a negotiation between the players and Coach Brian Flores to lower the exertion level. Accordingly, players showed up to learn. Wow. Okay. You know something now? You've been learning. Must be hot down there. Yeah. It might be. I think, um,. Let me double check the date. Twenty fourth, mistaken. But um, yes, next week. This next week. So that that should be our first chance. Well, be our first time to hear from Lamar, from you know, in the media setting. Yeah. His thoughts on you know players and all that. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Get some clips of him throwing to the young guys. Him throwing to Sammy, you know. What's going on with, or do you know anything that's going on with the Olympics as far as trials and team? Just the trials, just the whole thing, not necessarily just the the basketball, but like trials and running, swimming, and all of that. Just they moving it to this year. They're moving it to July. You only got a month. Yeah, July twenty third. July 23rd to August 8th. I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything. I think USA, I, Team I USA will get more 2004. To, to, to see. It'd be dope to see how uh, how how everything is set up since we'll be in, you know, in Tokyo. Yeah. I, just, I got a feeling the basketball team will look real 2004-ish. Bunch of young players. They ain't really hit that prime yet. Mm, you 
too many. You can still win it. <laughs> I don't know. They can win it, but uh, it, it's just a matter of fit. Do they fit together? Yeah. That 2014 didn't fit together. It didn't. That's that didn't job at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and even with the coach, like, it ain't fit. Like, like nah, that ain't gonna fit. Yeah. And hold up. Coach K. Oh, Pop is coaching. Pop. Yeah, Pop okay. coaches. Uh, yeah, he's still coach coaching? He stepped down last time, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I think Greg Popovich is the head coach. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. he has a good job of putting together teams. And not to mention, he always dipped in the international pool. Right. So he understands what's out there. Right. So I, I wouldn't in, I wouldn't trip off of it too tough. But that's kind of cool though, because it's like we don't get a break. We don't get a dry period no more, Al. No. Because you got the, you got the the uh, playoffs getting ready to start. Mm-hmm. That's when it'll bleed into July. Mm-hmm. You got Alright so So then that bleeds into that OTAs and training camps Will, will be right around that time mm-hmm. Training camp will be then The Olympics Is July 23rd mm-hmm. It ends August 8th mm-hmm. When the Olympics end The following week Is preseason football Preseason football Alright So it's like uh, From a sports fan Yeah Good Especially yeah. ones who want need more options Than baseball Yeah <laughs> that's that's the main thing. That, that's pretty cool. That six that six weeks right there was normally tough. Yeah. NBA finals in June. You don't get till first week of August. <laughs> yeah, that's the end. Couldn't stand it. Like, feel like it was a whole three months. Like, I ca- yeah, I would catch tennis. It wouldn't even feel like it was six weeks. You got it. Like it was a couple of months. Like you catch tennis and 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 for like a week or two in between there, but yeah, for like a whole month. But my sister, shout out to my my sister. She a teacher, and they out of school next month in Atlanta. They out of school next month, but they start back in August. And she hate when I get to this point. So I'm like, yo, August, hurry up and come come through. <laughs> <laughs> I get anxious for football season. Facts. <laughs> Super anxious. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything we've missed out on. We, uh, yeah. no, I, think I, I think I covered everything I needed to say. Yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. Yeah, that should be everything. Appreciate y'all for rocking with us. Watch the games tomorrow. Um, follow us on Instagram at the sideline talk and Facebook group hashtag sideline talk. Want to jump into a couple of these debate topics on uh, in the group. <laughs> Twitter at the sideline talk. Yeah, I mean, that's the chops off real quick. Go flex a little bit. But I'll take us out. I'm about to go cook. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. You.
Oh, we're not out. Not yet. Let's stop the... We can stop. We fucking stop this real quick. I can't stop. Can I stop? Stop the recording? Oh, no, we stopped the live stream. Uh-huh. All right, real quick. I just stopped the live stream. Um, I'm going to be on with uh, Wink tomorrow. You know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque.